this is Tay's Green Life. Um, welcome to the podcast. Um, go ahead and say who you are and what band you're from. Hi, my name is Damon. I sing and I play guitar in A Virtue. It's good to have you. Um, so how long has A Virtue been a band and how did everyone meet each other? Oh, man. So we've been a band. Ooh, I want to say like kind of 2009, 2010-ish, somewhere in that range. Because like there's always like, you know, weird start dates of when people like to actually say that you've officially started yeah. versus when I guess we want to say we take it more seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, myself and Mike have been in the band the entire time. So it's like, we've, we've known each other for, we played in bands before this, you know? So that's, you know, one of my best friends, one of the road dogs in life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Tyler, we met you playing. We always kind of grew up in the same scene. So it's like, we've all played in bands together. And then when our old singer left, we just kind of kept poking at him like, Hey, you should come, uh, <laughs> come try out. Yeah. And he was a little hesitant at first, but eventually we got him in there and you know, we're at now. And then Ryan, this is the lovely age of the internet. We met him on Instagram, Yeah, <laughs> you know, just doing his drum videos and everything else. Mm-hmm. And at the time we needed a drummer just kind of kept some correspondence back and forth from the, you know, through the pandemic. Cause obviously can't really go anywhere during yeah. that point, but got a chance to fly him out here. He loved what he saw and everything else. So we're rocking and rolling from there too. So we're, uh, oh. we're international. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of your, uh, being international, how many, uh, countries did you guys play at? And what was your favorite? Oh, that's, a. Uh, <laughs> I think we, I want to say off the top of my head, we've probably been in like, we probably played like 35 or 40 countries. Um, some of the ones that like stick out though, like mm-hmm. going to Japan was always, that's always been like a bucket list item yeah. for me personally. So that was exciting. Uh, all the stories that we've heard about, you know, going to the United Kingdom or playing in Germany and seeing like those fans up close and just mm-hmm. meeting people like, some of our like best friends now have been from just those experiences. And it's like, it's, it's so night and day. It's crazy. So, and then there's like, there's random little stories here and there where it's like, you know, you might play like Finland or Macedonia, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Serbia, like places you're like, I wouldn't, I would have no reason to go to this yeah. place, but we're here now. So. Um, and with, uh, traveling around who, um, who was your favorite band to tour with? Oh man. Uh, everybody's honestly, most of our tours that we've done, they've all been great. Mm -hmm. Um, the word alive were, they're probably some of the greatest dudes make them suffer upon a burning body, like all, you know, super well respected. They're excellent at their craft and they're just, just genuinely nice human beings. And then there's like, you know, some small guys, like I'm wearing this shirt right now. This is a, our homies in, in search of solace from Minnesota. They just put out a new song and it's like those guys, we love them to death. Uh, there's a band called from Sweden called Aviana. They're super dope. They're on yeah. the same label that we are like, there's a, there's a, it's a long list. I'm probably leaving somebody <laughs> else. So somebody might get butt hurt. But <laughs> I mean, generally like, there haven't been yeah. any bad ones. That's the thing. No. Like we've been fortunate. There haven't been any bad, like super, super bad ones, at least that I could remember. So. Um, so with all the bands you have torn, you've torn with, um, how does it feel like building in such a big community? 
invaluable. It's great. It's like when, you know, when you, you go to see friends or anybody mm-hmm. else, it's like when you have those pockets, when you have those people that you communicate with on a regular, semi-regular, or even just, you know, when you roll into town and it's like, they come out, they show you love. Cause we do the same thing. It's, yeah. you know, we still go to shows, we go to concerts, festivals, all that. Any bands that we're friends with that come through, even if we're not friends, we just like, we just love music in general. So it's just being around that, being in that, that whole energy. That's something that it's, unless you're in this, you know, music yeah. scene or whatever it is, it's really hard to explain to people when they try to, and they're like, Oh, why yeah. do you keep, I'm like, you just, you gotta be there. You gotta feel it. You gotta see it. There's a, there's an electricity. There's a connective tissue yes. that, you know, it's, it's kind of like, it's the physical embodiment of, if you know, yeah, <laughs> then, you know, yeah. <laughs> I think that's very important um, because I have a small business. So like, it's very important to like connect and networking and with um, coming because I'm from Virginia. um, So you're from Michigan. How was that? Like, uh, how, how, how was that music scene? And how would you uh, explain to people how you would get out of a small town? Michigan is kind of a melting pot. It's like, it's a weird, like it's a no coast kind of just, we embody everything. We have punk, we have hardcore, mm-hmm. we have, we're the birthplace of Motown and soul. Yes. Like you have heavy metal, you have hip hop, you know, again, birthplace of electronic music. Most people don't think about that either. In Detroit. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's, it's so unique. There's so many different pockets and places and things that, especially coming up in music, mm-hmm. there's a very, we'll call it just, can I swear? Yeah, you're good. (laughs) There's a very no bullshit attitude where it's like, people will let you know very quickly. Yeah. You suck. You are not good. You need to (laughs) get your stage presence up. You need to, but it's good. It's like that type of attitude. And it's, it's not one that's like, I would say there's no like hate really, or like anything. It is a competitiveness. Yeah. There's a thing where it's like, if you can, like kind of like California or Chicago or New York, these places where Nashville, these hubs of music, these mm-hmm. international hubs of music, Michigan has those, but in a way where it's like, if you can survive here, if you can prosper here, then you have fans for life. Yeah. If you ever notice, like there are big bands that like when they come to Detroit, there's a reason why it's called Detroit rock city, you know, Flint in the machine shop, Lansing, yeah. Grand Rapids. It's there's diehard. There's, there's diehards here. And to impress them, you have to, you have to be on your game, but Mm -hmm. that again, like life or anything else, it, you know, it's going to weed a lot, weed out a lot of things, but it's going to be very rewarding. Mm -hmm. And then the second part of your question is, I would say that nowadays it's easier as as far as like broadening your horizons of getting out of places because of the internet where before it's, you know, you're, you're kind of bound by what you could see who you can, who you've met, what you've talked to. But now it's like, you know, you can talk to somebody in Australia right now. You know, you can talk to somebody, (laughs) you know, you can plan a tour, this, that, and the third. And it's like, as long as you're, I would say, I guess, active on social media or have somewhat of a presence. Yeah. I would say it's not, it's not as hard. Mm -mm. It's still hard Yeah, because it it takes a lot to get a band off the ground. It's not just playing. It's not just talent, 
you know, and every generation of musicians, myself included, the rest of us have all had to learn that where it's like, it takes more than just being able to play your instrument. Yeah. So, um, what would be one of your, I guess like a good way to get yourself out there on social media? What would your best, um, like, would it be Facebook or Instagram or Twitch or TikTok? Um, what would you recommend be the best one for people to start with? Uh, <laughs> all of them <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say yeah. just anyone all like TikTok obviously is yes. going crazy right now to the point where, you know, Instagram has adopted the short form reels just to keep pace with that. Yes. Facebook kind of doing the same thing. I've noticed, I mean, Facebook, I would say is more for like, I'll say like older people. But it's mm -hmm. like, that's kind of where it's starting. It's starting to look like that. Yeah. Where it's like, I just kind of, I kind of just use this to stay in contact where yeah. like Twitter, Twitter is more of like your, those rapid fire discourse, Instagram and TikTok are like the content based where it's like, if you have a skill, if you have mm -hmm. a funny little talent or anything else, those are the ones that you want to get into, especially TikTok nowadays, yeah. because right now it's like, as I say this, they're probably, you know, the, the monetizing police and the ad police are about to come in there and just wreck it like they did everything else. Yes. But you don't have to pay for it right now. So it's the wild, wild west. It's the gold mine. Everybody, you know. Yeah. It's very hard. I've like, cause I'm not at like, I don't have a huge following yet, but I'm, you know, I'm trying and I'm pushing and like, I just need one viral video, honestly, <laughs> to get through one viral thing. And, um, with having things so easily, you know, where people can find you so easily, how do you, uh, agree with Octane? How do you agree with writing and getting on Octane? Um, it's, if I'm understanding the question correctly, with, <laughs> like, how do I feel about just like radio in general? What is your opinion on Sirius XM Octane? Do you think bands are selling out by writing to get on the radio? Oh, okay. That's what gotcha. I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Um, it depends. The whole, the, I'm going to be honest, the whole notion of selling out to me is so played out and tired that like, yeah. <laughs> it's like if someone enjoys that music and they want to write that music and it fits the format of Octane, then go ahead and do it. Um, you know, some bands, obviously you might not be able to get away with it where it's like, if you're like by art is murder and then you start sounding like bring me the horizon, you <laughs> might have a problem, yeah. but um. the platform itself is great because again, you are catering. Mm -hmm. If you do want to cater yourself to that audience, it's dedicated. It's people that pay for a subscription and a service that are being fed these things. And I, myself, I listen to Octane. I listen to Sirius and I think it's awesome. You know, growing, I grew up with the radio and turning it on and being able to see and hear new bands. Yes. And in some ways for people that don't have the time or the mental bandwidth to search through the drudges of Spotify and Apple music yeah. and all of this to just be like, Hey guys, here's something brand new, check it out. And you get to listen and interact and do all that. It's, it's still awesome. I think it's cool. I think it's sick. So, so with, um, how does your, how does it feel to have your song center at uh, top 10 on foundations, secondary market charts and 18 on the billboard BDS indicator charts? 
it's a great. Lot of <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yes. No, it's it, again, going back to the same thing. It's like, I, I grew yeah. up with radio. So it's like when I have people texting me and these are like, I'll call them like normal people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, they're like, they know I'm in a band. They know I play music. I travel. Yeah. But then when you can break their like frame of reference of what you do. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, you're a real musician. You're actually on the radio. It's like, (laughs) (sighs) but no, but it it really is. It's great though, because again, we're reaching an audience Mm -hmm. that before we didn't really tap into unless we were playing like one off shows or you're playing in areas around the country where you're, you kind of start to notice like, Oh, we can we do really well with this. So why not try to push ourselves more into, you know, that Avenue, we would be doing a disservice if we didn't. And with center, I mean, that song, when we wrote it, it was electric. It was great. And we're just like, look, it's different. We just want to get it out there, see what people Mm -hmm. think. We feel like people want something fresh, want something new. And especially coming out of two years of inactivity, you know, touring wise on our end and, you know, well, with the world being shut down as well. Yeah, it gave us time to really kind of hone in, prepare, do what exactly what we wanted to do, and I think we're seeing the fruits of it now. So we just keep hoping excellent. it climbs higher. Yeah, <laughs> I was actually listening to it, and I was like, I love it because it's not like it. Honestly, if it, it kind of reminds me of like I see stars. Um, cause then it's like, it's very, you know, pop punk, it's very out there, it's heavy. And then it smooths out to like this heavy, like hard style EDM. And it's, it's good because I've noticed a lot of bands are starting to do that now too. They're trying to like, you know, convert into another genre and like combine it. Like, um, like basically I call it suicide rap. You know, like it's, it's sad rap, it's drug rap. It it has like a very like sadness that a lot of the, the metal and the rock have, but it has something to do with like rap. And I think that's cool that we are all jumping in and mixing genres and stuff. Like it shows that as a band, you're able to adapt to the movements of the, the youth that are coming up. And I think it's excellent. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And speaking about center, um, you also released hypocrite. And yep. you have the EP center as well. Yes. Okay. Oh yeah. No, the, the, that one's coming out August 12th and the next batch of songs that are coming with that. I, it's going to be, <laughs> it's great. we're, we're, oh, uh, it's, we're, if you like center, mm-hmm. you're going to like what's coming next. If you like hypocrite, you're also going to like it. That's mm-hmm. kind of the cool thing about like having those two tracks out right now is that, like you had mentioned before, center has a lot more dynamic, a lot more interplay with being heavy, but being Mm -hmm. kind of like vibe heavy, very smooth. There's a lot more of myself, which is a newer, like I sing a lot, but this is more of like Mm. kind of playing with the perception of like, Oh, who's the lead singer in this band? Because people are used to Tyler, but then you set it up and you bring it back with hypocrite. And it's like, okay, I kind of see what's going on here. I don't have the full picture yet. So now you kind of have these two goalposts and everything else can just occupy this range right here. I think that's good. That's good that you guys are able to like work together as a team too. Um, And with such like teamwork, do does Tyler write all the music or does everyone have a big part of the songwriting process? Everyone is involved in the process. And what's different about what we did with these songs too Mm -hmm. is again, 
so you'll probably hear a lot of this when we were all home because before like with what defines you it's like we were touring a lot that record wasn't written all at once it was we would write three songs go on the road mm-hmm. actually be able to play those songs and kind of test them to different audiences to see what is working what doesn't work come back and that's how that record was tailored but when we got done we had a chance you know get into the same room after being away from each other for a while don't bring any ideas just sit there vibe we had a chance to work with a lot of different people so opening up our writing process to you know including different writers and some people think that's taboo they like to go oh my god other people you're helping you out and it's like well they showed us a side of our band that we didn't know existed also like our friend evan mckeever he's the one that helped us with both sinner and hypocrite along with our buddy andrew bayless who helped us on hypocrite it's like we just went there we bounced ideas we just talked about life we dove into very personal vulnerable things Mm -hmm. there was stuff that's like it was uncomfortable for me to get out it was uncomfortable for tyler or anybody else but that kind of catharsis and everything else just started, you know, we'd be talking about an idea. Somebody would just queue up a plug in, plug in a guitar, just get to work. I start writing something. Tyler writes some lyrics. Mike comes in with a thing. And it's like, it kind of, it was the closest thing to when you would, when you initially started a band, you know, you walk in with your little amp and your guitar yeah. and your shoulder <laughs> yeah. and everybody's just playing. You're just happy to play. Yes, And that's, that's what this like where this ep is going and ultimately where the rest of the our material is going to be coming from is like it was all just born in this like very organic very just creative just ooze like ah it's different it's different for us it really it really was it sounds like uh you guys have a lot uh a lot planned and with saying that what is uh the rest of the year for uh you guys rest of the year right now we're just playing like booking shows yeah. trying to get this album out uh right now the next upcoming things august 26th uh we're one of three headliners for a thing called rust fest in detroit michigan it's us a band called convictions uh dropout kings are playing the first day and then we're also doing a headliner at beat kitchen on the 28th in chicago mm-hmm. so if anybody is, you know, listening <laughs> and is in those areas, yeah. come out. Let's have some fun. We're going to have a lot of cool stuff in store mm-hmm. for those shows, bringing out some real cool tricks. Got new merch, everything else. It's we're, we're excited to get back out there and really like put our foot to the grind to get mm-hmm. back onto the road again. So. So, um, I'm in Richmond, Virginia. Um, so we have, I think it's called the Blue Ridge Festival that happens. Yep, Blue Ridge yeah um are you guys playing there uh, guys not this year not next not year this year hopefully, next year? hopefully. <laughs> yeah yeah speaking like uh it'd be cool to have you guys come venture out here to virginia because the the music scene here is uh you know is weird too Oops. i mean we had uh we had like bad omens like um lamb of god uh and guar oh, dope. Uh, yeah you guys have uh we've played at canal club a few times yes we've played <laughs> virginia beach yeah uh 
Now the, the military bases like to disrupt our wireless systems. So we had to get used to that at first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's insane. Cause like there's a naval base just right there and they're just like, ugh, metal music. We don't want, we don't want people to listen to this. <laughs> um, so like, it's, it's great that you guys are building this community. Um, what were one of the, the spots in, uh, America and United States that you enjoyed coming to? Oh, there's a lot. <laughs> as far as like mute so musically speaking yeah i personally i love denver i love like houston mm-hmm. even though that city is too hot all the time <laughs> like it's 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 a great place to play mm-hmm. and then there's like there's like little pockets in like random places like if you go to like an idaho or you're playing in iowa or you know kentucky it's like places where like i guess a lot of bands sometimes they don't go to some of like the smaller places and it's like you can get in those and it's like you'd be surprised that it's just people just want to see music they just want to see live music they just want to feel that energy like that's always sick salt lake honestly is one of the best places to play yeah as weird as as some of the stuff that goes on there is (laughs) the fans and the people that are there are just they're they're 100 all awesome so I have nothing bad to say. And the salt flats are, are cool. We all like seeing, you know, little geographical locations, like go, if you can go to a park, a national park, go to the beach, yeah, you know, anything like that. That's pretty cool. And then especially when you travel and you see like all different places, like Virginia has like the mountains and then the beach and then like you go further out and then you have like Tennessee and like those mountains. And I think it's great that you guys are, you know, experiencing like new things. And that also, I believe that helps like build you up and teach you things like seeing different cultures and stuff. And the fact that you've gone to different countries is insane. Um, I bet like that was eye opening for you. Um, and 100% it's, you know, you, you, you're, I guess how your worldview is shaped is just by what you see, Yes. you know, usually with the media, what you see on internet or anything else, when you can get and actually see it, in real time, meet people. It really, it permanently does change. You realize this, like mm-hmm. your scope is not just like this Western culture world. Like you, when you go to Europe or you go to Australia or you go to Asia or anywhere else. And it's like, you can see how people are living. You can see that they're not much different than you are. Now the cultures are different. How, like what they're, mannerisms and other things are but it's like at the end of the day people are just trying to live trying to get by there's always you know the issue of government and what their role is yeah in that level of you know protecting the people or you know self-serving interests and how it all is kind of into how you know it all works together because it's we're all globally connected you know some people think like oh like you know Ukraine or like the war and stuff like the people, people here are like, they don't have a clue what's going on most of the time or they just don't care Yeah. or the stuff that was in like Hong Kong or in South America. You know, it's, there's, there's so many things going on simultaneously. And <laughs> I would be lying if I said that, you know, at one point in time I was oblivious to it, but now that my eyes are open, it's like, I know to look for it. And it, I would be lying if I say it doesn't impact, you know, the way that our band conducts business, how we write music. You know, it's an invaluable. Yeah. 
I believe like it helps with experience. Like I, um, I like I'm, I was born and raised here, but then like I ended up like packing my, like everything I own and moved to a different state. Like I started new and everything. And like, I believe that that like opened my eyes to a different world. There's so many people out there, so many different types of people in this world. And we all deserve like kindness. We all deserve to treat people with that kindness. And that's why it's important for me to start a community. And the fact that you have like started a community with all these different bands is super exciting. And, you know, the fact that you're on my podcast, you know, helping me because like there's a couple of bands that I've interviewed that are getting pretty big over here, but they're not like signed yet. But I, I feel like it's it's going to happen like um, RVNT. Like I had an interview with them. Um, R804, which is it's like rap metal. It's, it's, it's insane. And like, there's just so many like bands that I talk to on a daily basis and it's insane because they, they want what you have. And it's, it's so great that you're here talking to me about it. Cause now they can be like, Oh, that's how he did it. That's like, he's someone I can look up to and maybe like they can reach out to you. Um, and with saying that, how would you recommend like bands do that? Like to get themselves out there, to get into a group of like bands like you guys. Uh, this is the tricky part because it's, I would say that everybody's got kind of their own different story and background. So it's like, I learned this, I won't say the hard way, but it's like, I've asked plenty of people, like I have, you know, friends in bands that are, you know, much larger than ours, but you can kind of, you can take little things of how, like from their success, but it might not apply to you because you're not them. You know, some people are great at social media, so they're able to get themselves out there and that's it. That's your selling point. You know, other people, you know, you might not be outfitted for the radio. You might not have this polished image. So why force yourself into it? It's like, if you have that dirty, grimy, you know, punk, hardcore mentality, then get out there that way. You know, it's, you just have to find out a, what's right for you, what feels right. And then once you can kind of like, narrow it down a little bit then you start trimming the fat and you know fine-tune your craft make sure your merch is on point you know if this is one thing i'll probably stress the most though is if you are going to take yourself seriously people bands do some research incorporate yourselves become a business get everything that way it'll help you financially in the long run because the burn rate on these is like people get burned out very quickly because it can be expensive. That's there's costs, there's everything else. And it's like, you know, it always starts out as a hobby until it doesn't <laughs> until you realize like, Oh, I'm actually getting paid to do this. Yeah. Um, then it turns into the music business. That's the other thing that people can't lose sight of. It's still a business. Um, there are still, th- was getting signed a really big game changer for the way you guys have done your music and your experiences? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say at one point we thought it was. Yeah. Labels are giant banks. They're high interest loans most of the time. Most people can go into it thinking like, the labels, the end all be all like, yeah, you want to like, again, you grow up with the dream of being in a band. Someone else wants to pay you to play music and tour and travel the world. That's the very distilled version. The real version is that, yeah, you can sign bad deals. 
you can get yourself in a situation where you're not getting what is promised to you or, you know, I guess this is the worst case scenario. The band themselves actually just stops doing the work that got them there. Stops being the thing that got them there because you think that this label, this, this entity is like, Oh, they're going to come in and just pick up all the slack and do everything else for you. That is the furthest thing from the truth. Not saying that we did any of that, but there's, again, it's a music business for a reason. And these things make money. They make a lot of money and the deals that are in place, the structure that is in place is often not in favor of the artists. So it's like, if you would have asked me this question probably 20 years ago, then yes, I would have been like, yes, this is great. This is one of those things where it's like, my tune would have been different, but because there's so many different avenues now, there's so many independent bands killing it bands with only publishing deals or licensing agreements that aren't on full deals. Like I would say for us personally, a rising has been great. Like everyone over there is fantastic. They work well with us. They work hard because we work hard. It's a very, it's a mutually beneficial partnership. Mm-hmm that cannot be said about a lot of other situations and places and things in even places and things that we've been in before. Mm -hmm. So that's like, cause like I have a small business. I make like candles and herbal products and there's like a whole, like Richmond has like this huge witch market. And like, if you can get into the witch market, you can get into anything in Richmond, but (laughs) it's very hard to get into it. Like you have to get like, months 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 like even a year ahead before you can even get into the festival and like it's insane how like small like let's say like your area michigan like there's such a big genre and uh like a different things of music like what would you recommend would be something like is easy for you like because michigan probably is a different you know music scene than a lot of the places uh, in the country so how would you recommend bands getting out of that small like sound uh again it's the internet the internet is the great equalizer Mm -hmm. it's you know one of the things that kind of got us i guess to where we're at now is like you know we toured for a while we were touring we did u.s stuff we did weekends we did what i would say the more traditional Mm -hmm. you know you know you sell out your hometown then you move to the next towns in your state then you go to the mid you know neighboring states and we did all that And it's like, cool, we were getting some traction, but then it's like, for us in 2017, it was like, we found out via our manager, they were like, yo, dude, you guys have bands like overseas. Let's get you guys over there. And we're like, how do we get over there? Like, we've gotten offers for it, but it's nothing ever came out of it. But just as an example, it's like, we booked our own tour, five week tour got everything, you know, from visas to ferries to rentals. We drove ourselves. And because of that, that was a, a mechanism, a thing where people, they, they paid attention. They're like, wait, what? Why are they going over there? What's going on here? What are we missing out on? Then the FOMO comes into play where people are like, oh, something. I, I want to be a part of this. I want to know what's going on. There's something below the surface. And this is just our story. Mm-hmm. There's other people where it's like, you know, you come up and it's like, say, you know, you're like fever. Or you're one of these bands where it's like your singers jumping off balconies and lighting shit on fire. And, you know, 
then you're posting it on your TikToks and you go viral. It's like, that's, that's a way to do it. Yeah. Like now, nowadays there's, there's, there's infinite resources to get yourself out there. But at the end of the day, it's just called just be authentic to yourself and, you know, go from there. All right. Um, the visuals in your newest music video, hypocrite. Um, how was it coming up with that and deciding what was best for it? So that one, uh, we just, (laughs) the easy answer is we just wanted something with a whole lot of flames and pyro and just looking crazy. Like I'm a big metal dude. I'm a, I'm a sucker for like the old school. Like (laughs) when you see bands on stage with 90 dummy cabs and pyro cannons and just looking hard as fuck, like, yes, like I'm, I'm all about it. And it was dope because with Ori and Dana, uh, the ones that did the video, it's like, you know, to do a video like that, you probably needed like a 30 K 40 K 50 K budget Yeah, that no. we don't have, <laughs> but it was all green screen. So we just told them what we wanted Yeah, and they went and we did the performance and then they manufactured the background, did everything and it, it came out super sick. So it's like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, Hey, sometimes the stereotypes can just, they're just fun. They just, they're there for a reason. <laughs> yes i totally agree and i enjoyed talking to you this was a this was a good interview uh you answered a lot of questions gave a great advice so i appreciate you coming here um if you could put in your plugins let everyone know who you are and who to follow and where to go oh absolutely so you can follow us on every social add up virtue the main thing i want to stress august 12th center ep yes head to any facebook instagram tiktok you'll find a link to our, to where you can pre-save mm-hmm. definitely need to do that. So we can get those numbers up. Cause unfortunately numbers are still a thing <laughs> dictates what we're going to do. Yeah. You know, in the coming months as far as blue Ridge or any other big festivals. So head to head there, find all of it, stream it, buy it, spread the word. Yes. Please get it out there. Us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I totally agree. And I think it was great having you here. And I hope um, people in Virginia be like, oh, my God, this band is so awesome. Let's follow them. Please follow them, guys. Like help these guys out so they can get here. Um, yes. It's great talking to you.